Rodgers has it. Gives to Franklin. He no, dies. No, I don't think no, he got it. I no, don't think he got out, it. The ball is out. The Bengals have scooped it up. Bouncing in the pocket, his throw caught at the 10-yard line. He's nice, nice. straight into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. It's a TD. Hello and welcome to episode 155 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. As you can hear in my voice, I am in a fine mood. I've eaten my body weight in chocolate and uh, vegetables and roast potatoes and marvellous food. I've had some marvellous drink. I've survived Christmas and the Bengals get a win. A much needed win in one of the biggest games at Paul Brown Stadium since... The game that shall not be named five years ago. And, uh, of course, we absolutely hammered the Ravens. We needed to win. And, uh, bloody hell, we really did win. Didn't we, Nathan Palmer? God, it was a bit of a throlicking, really, someone. I had to get that word in there early. But it, it really was, you know, big game. Probably, like you said, the biggest one in four or five years. And we've gone in there, obviously, against a weakened Ravens team. But we've just done what we needed to do. Done it very well and executed, you know. And f- full credit to the lads. Uh, yes, absolutely. Sorry, I was looking around for something there. I'm sipping on a beer. It's post-Christmas. It really gave me a bit of a lift because I was getting a bit nervous. Even though the Ravens were absolutely decimated yesterday. Mostly in their secondary. I still had like, oh my goodness... There's still a slight bit of nervousness about this game. Um, just because we needed to win so badly to have any any aspirations of winning that division, we had to win yesterday. And, uh, I mean, even at the end of the first quarter, I think, you know, we were sort of losing that game. And um, maybe not the end of the first quarter. I can't remember. Who cares? We won 40-something, 20. I don't even know the score. That's how do lally I am. But um, they gave us a scare, didn't they? They gave us a bit of a scare. But um, how? But first, we'll, before we get on to all that, let's not forget, as we mentioned, it's been Christmas. It has been Christmas. Christmas was only a few days away. Nathan, did you have a good Christmas? I had a fantastic Christmas, son. I'm out in the States at the moment visiting family, um, up in the mountains in California, a bit nice bit of snow, a few um, nice American light beers. But yeah, no, it's, just, it's a beautiful period of time, my son, isn't it? It is. So we got uh, wet and windy over there and you got a white Christmas. I did indeed. I mean, it's, you don't normally associate California with snow, but up in the mountains, um, yeah, we got it. Got us a nice bit of a snowstorm. The power went out for a few hours, which was yeah. a bit scary. But no, it was cracking, man. I mean, you know, it was, a, it was a bit difficult watching the Bengals game against the Ravens. I have to say, driving back through, um, driving back through the mountains, trying to get spotty signal. But you know, it was certainly uh, every time I refreshed the score, great to see it just going up and up, and Joe Boy's passing yards going up and up. You know, um, unbelievable performance. Mm. Did you get any good presents this year? What was your favourite present this year? Um, what did I get? Um, I got a few Bengals bits, a nice Bengals bag. Yeah. Um, if we're going on the topic of that, someone got me a Bengals trivia book, which I might have to use on this podcast for you, son, so we can just sort of spice things up for for the fans. But was that no, yeah, uh, no, Uncle no, Jeff's? No. Was that Uncle Jeff's book? 
this day no. in Bengals history. <laughs> I'm no. sure it was probably co-authored by him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. How about yourself, son? Anything at your end? Anything you got this year? Uh, not a lot, really. I got. Um, what did I get? I did buy myself a Bengal sweatshirt, a bit of a one of a kind sweatshirt, one of these sort of hooky designs on Etsy. Uh, I shall show that off on the tailgate when it comes. But yeah, that's that's rather marvellous. Um, no, I've got a couple of books, a couple of bottles of pleasant things to drink, and a bit of cash to spend on new underpants, as one does this time of year. And uh, I got a card from my niece addressed to me, but using the name Uncle Spanner. So I'm now known in my family as Uncle Spanner, which um, has all kinds of different connotations, really. But I'd like everyone just to keep calling me Paul. That's marvellous, isn't it? Um, So a good Christmas was had here in the Hirons household and in the Palmer household. I hope you guys out there had a really good Christmas. Um, I know it's kind of quite tough. A lot of people were isolating and weren't able to to kind of go and see family and a lot of people over here have Obancron so um, I hope you were able to enjoy some small comforts if you were with the family or, or with loved ones then fantastic if you weren't then I hope you were able to enjoy uh, some elements of the day but uh, do you know it was kind of funny actually Christmas day evening uh, my mom was watching all her Christmas soaps and call the midwife and all that kind of stuff and I came up and watched some football on Christmas Day I felt a bit sneaky and a bit dirty but I did it Nathan I watched the Browns well I watched some of the Browns and Packers uh, game which was quite a good game uh, and uh, delighted in seeing Baker Mayfield um, be as generous as Father Christmas himself by bestowing the Packers (laughs) Christmas gifts. But then, of course, uh, Boxing Day yesterday, it was all about the Bengals. Uh, so, yeah, good weekend. Uh, full of football, really. I keep forgetting there's games on Christmas Day, but there is, isn't there? 100%. I mean, the biggest thing for us as well, you look around the league, you talk about that Browns game, you talk about the Steelers game last night against the Chiefs. Every AFC North team, apart from us, lost this weekend. Obviously, yeah. the Ravens losing to us. That's huge. You know, we're two weeks to go now. We're in the driving seat, my son. You know, we, we've got the, the engines on and we're, we're moving down the driveway um, on, on the way to the AFC North title. So, you know, how are you feeling about that, son? The job is not done yet. That's my feeling. No, absolutely um, not. Far yeah. from it. I mean, we are playing two good teams. Um, and Would you say we're, moved, we're down the driveway, though? Is, uh, is the, are the wheels moving, you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the wheels are moving. We're reversing out the driveway. Try not to hit any pets or children on the way out. Um, but uh, definitely there's movement there, I think. We are in the driving seat. But as I say, it was always going to... Well, it wasn't always, but we have put ourselves in a fantastic position like um, unbelievable we all i mean look how many times have we spoke on this podcast podcast well i like to think of a podcast i went to be said every gun then didn't i a little bit of podcast action um uh yes yeah, so sorry yeah i could talk about it in a south african accent all day long i used to have this flatmate called brian who was a very very serious guy from South Africa, and he always said to me, Paul, do you do yoga? And he was like a guy that just was like evangelical about yoga, and he just used to come into my room, just walk into my bedroom. It was a it was a house share. He goes, Paul, I see you relaxing there. Do you do yoga? 
And I was like, no, does it look like I'm doing yoga, Brian? And he walked out and he had a, he had a, he was like, he'd do things like, um, he'd make bone broth. You know, this kind of... Uh... <laughs> wait, wait, where is this going? No, no, it's not rude or anything. But like you heard about the health properties of bone broth. It's basically people boiling the bones of dead edible animals like uh, cows and stuff. But you have to boil it for a long, long time to get all the gelatinous marrow out and all the goodness out. And, of course, it makes the house like stink, like, like I don't know what, like death for 24 hours and he, Paul I'm making bone broth would you like some bone broth here I'm making bone broth and it's like no Brian I'm a vegetarian now you know piss off and he also sleep without a uh, he wouldn't sleep on a bed he'd sleep on the floor because I don't like mattresses I'd like to feel that I am testing myself all the time I'd listen to podcasts podcasts about making money and life and how to live life, but I don't like mattresses or beds. Paul, do you do yoga? Do you do yoga? And it's just like that all the time. Anyway, tangent. That scarred you a bit there, son. You got a bit of trauma there, I think. I know, you? I got a bit of PTSD from Brian from Do You Do <laughs> Yoga. Anyway, um, what was the question? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Um, shall we dive into a bit of reaccione? Let's do it. Right, I think I might have remembered your question. You said it's kind of... We'll, we'll get to our chances of winning the division a bit later. And um, But yesterday, as I say, we, we kind of um, had to win this game if we had any aspirations of of, uh, of winning this AFC North division um, we had to win yesterday and and really I mean we should have done I mean they were absolutely I mentioned it before they were completely and utterly ravaged by both injury and Covid and playing a lot of practice squad guys Josh Johnson was there at quarterback because you know Huntley went down in, the, in with Covid or at least placed on the COVID protocol, no Lamar. I mean, I expected us to win yesterday, but, you know, I mean, I have to say, it, it, it's us, isn't it? And we are liable to do something stupid. And how many times have we shot ourselves in the foot uh, this year? Just mental mistakes, silly mistakes. Um, but, yeah, we just came out and everything clicked straight away. And I think they got the game plan right. They executed right. Everyone knew. It felt like everyone knew that this is a game that they had to win. Uh, but they played with a real sort of focus and channeled sort of a lot of, um, you know, if it was nervous energy or or kind of pent-up anticipatory energy, it was all channeled in the right way, and they they just came out firing. And you had a kind of good feeling straight away as soon as they scored that field goal. And despite the Ravens scoring uh, to go ahead, you kind of thought, okay, the way we're moving the ball, there's a lot of big plays to be had here. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just everything was clicking on offense beautifully, wasn't it? 
Oh, 100%. And you saw the first drive. They marched down the field for the field goal, but you felt confident in the fact they could move the ball against the Ravens team. And then obviously, you know, when the Ravens went down the field on the next drive, and I, I was sitting there watching Josh Johnson, and he really is like one of those players that has just, it feels like he's been in the league for 30 years. You know, it really feels like he's one of those guys that has been, I think he's played for about 14, 15 different teams. Um, only recently signed for the Ravens. He's already played for uh, against us this season for the Jets in that game for mm. a couple of snaps and you just felt like they've got no chance here you know he'll barely know the playbook he doesn't really know who he's throwing to whatever yeah. else and he cut through us on that first drive I mean it was absolute work of art he had a strong arm he's you know dicing I mean they, they really didn't rely on the run much and they went 7-3 up and you're thinking to yourself oh come on you know come <laughs> on here like I mean, that, that Ravens team, honestly, on paper, you'd look at that team and you'd say, if that was the team you started the season with and that was what you went into, you Josh Johnson's your quarterback, you got those eighth and ninth string cornerbacks starting, I think you'd do well to win a game. I think that's how poor that Ravens team was yesterday. But, you know, fair play to the Bengals. They stayed in there. You know, they took off a couple of punches, but ultimately just put their foot down, um, finished the Ravens off. And I quite like, you know, Zach, everyone's talking about running up the score and inflating Burrow's stats and stuff like that. I love it really in the division. You know, it's a bit spicy and the Ravens have done it to us. Steelers have done it to us. We, you know, it, I like those nasty rivalries. You don't want to be just running the ball to try and eat up the clock with P Ryan, like just stuff it down their throat, you know, make, get, get people angry. You know, that's what you want in divisional football. You don't want it to be all pleasant trees and, you know, handshakes and hugs after the game. You want it to be a bit naughty, you know? So I love it. You know, we, we don't often get in a position like that where we can smash a team up and granted it's against eighth, ninth stringers. I'm not, you know, putting a mantelpiece for us that win, but it's nice to do it and fair play to the boys. Well, before we get to chat about uh, rivalries and uh, some of the, the Ravens fans being uh, spouting off a little bit today, calling the Bengals disrespectful and all that kind of business. Before we get to that, let, let's talk about the game a bit more, because I did think Josh Johnson did a very nice job on that first drive. It was obviously scripted, but after that, you know, you knew there was going to be mistakes. You know, he fumbled the handoff on a, on a third and one, which was a really crucial play. But everything just clicked for us, really. And of course, you know, we still had to contend with the likes of Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown, and Andrews got over 100 yards, 120 yards, I think, yesterday in touchdown. So he yeah. was still around. So we had we had to mind our business, and um, I think you know that we're still susceptible to some tight ends. But then again, you know what? The likes of Kelsey and Kittle and Andrews has, have hurt plenty of teams over the the course of the season. It's not just us. So they are huge weapons. Um, uh, we more or less took down their run game. Nothing was going on there. You know, Johnson had a good game, passed for three, uh, over 300 yards. So, res you know, respect and kudos to him. But as I say, if you can't beat this Ravens team when there's a bunch of practice squad players on there mixed with, you know, good players as well, um, then, you know, you can't. But, I mean, yesterday was, was just an extraordinary win. 41-21. Uh, so we won by 20 points. I thought we might win by 10, but I, so it was pleasantly surprising to see us absolute, not just win, but really do it in style, I think. And um, um, <laughs> it was just, I mean, T Higgins, what a monstrous day for him. 91.0 um, PFF grade, Joe Burrow, 89.9 
PFF grade, Jamar Chase, 82.3, and then a couple of defensive guys, Von Bell and Eli Apple in there as well. But yeah, really, yesterday, you know, it was all about the offence, wasn't it? Joe looked completely in control. And let's talk about Burrow for a bit, because, um, I mean, he was extraordinary yesterday. Again, you know, you have to mitigate it slightly with the fact, you know, he's playing against second stringers and, you know, but the the offensive line gave enough time to 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 stand in the pocket. He when he was under under duress, um, he moved around as well as I think you know there were signs last week, wasn't there? But he'd moved around a lot yesterday, and he looked really mobile. And there's one particular play in the second half, quite near the end. They were rushing him, and he got away, but got away from about two defenders, amazingly, and kind of you know. I can't remember what happened, actually. But it was just the way he was sort of like almost dancing on his toes back there, almost saying to the Ravens, OK, yeah, like a boxer, come on then, come on, hit me. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like that. And you can just see the confidence coursing through him. And uh, that's dangerous, man. That's dangerous. No, well, it's dangerous for other teams, I would say. Not not for us, but dangerous for other teams. He, I mean, you mentioned it last week, didn't you, about his mobility, like being oh, full 100%. go, and he's 100%. Na- he's now added that dimension to his game, his escapability, his slipperiness, uh, and it just confidence seems to be on fire within him at the moment. Yeah. And as I say, you know, it was it was a brilliant thing to watch because Mixon was involved. He scored a couple of touchdowns. T Higgins is having the back end of this season like no other he's really after you know a solid but unspectacular start to the season he's really coming to his own chase is still there tyler boyd much more and how good was it to see tyler boyd score what an absolutely filthy move he put on patrick queen to get free for that long 60 odd yard touchdown and everything clicked and it was yes it was against second third stringers but it, I think it's important. Every it's, it's so important for that team to click offensively, going into what is some serious business end football. A hundred percent. I think just talking about Joe Boy again, just going back to that, it's exciting for us as a fan base and an organisation for him to be getting hot and playing his best uh, best football down the stretch because. The best teams, the best players, they play well when it really matters and they step their game up. You're going to see, like you look at the Chiefs at the start of the year, they were a bit all over the place and all of a sudden they've picked it up and down the stretch of playing as well as they possibly can. Um, and Joe Boy did that in college. You think about his college um, at LSU when they won the national title. Mm. He really stepped it up into a different gear that no one had seen in the semi-final and then the final and absolutely took them apart and won and just played ridiculous. And that obviously propelled him into that number one overall pick if he wasn't there already. And that's what you've got to hope to see. You know, he's definitely like he's a year over a year past that injury now, and he looks like it. He's moving, he's running. There was one play yesterday when he I think he ran for about 12 yards. And you forget how quick he is. He's yeah. a bit sort of sneaky quick. You know, he, he's not going to be a guy like Kyler Murray that you're going to, or Lamar that's going to be sort of pinging it downfield for 30 yards on a run and, you know, running about all over the place. But he really is mobile and athletic. And, 
that's an element to his game that I don't think we saw at the start of the season and quite rightly so when you're coming back from a pretty nasty knee injury but that's an element of to his game that against the secondary like the Ravens yesterday where they're completely depleted across the ball mm. you can almost test out some of your stuff you can move around a bit you can be a bit more confident than you would be normally playing in a playoff game against the the Colts or the Chargers or something like that where it really matters so for him and that offense, just like you said, son, to get the confidence there, to get the chemistry together, get the morale up is massive. But we've seen this with the Bengals this season. We've won some big games. We took apart the Ravens um, in Baltimore at the start of the season and then couldn't carry on. They'd lost a terrible game against the Jets. And there's been a couple of games after that that we've stumbled on. After after all the media getting behind us, everyone sort of patting us on the back, all the stats on Twitter and stuff like that that gets everyone very excited. And then we've not followed it up. Now, the Chiefs are going to be a different story. And frankly, the Browns, last game of the season, you know, they've gone through the COVID situation there. They're going to be very difficult games. And then obviously, hopefully, a playoff game. So... It's whether this team can carry that momentum forward. And I don't think we could be in a better position from a health standpoint, from a sort of momentum standpoint. Um, so it's very, very, very exciting. It's just can we build off of this confidence and this performance against the Ravens? Yeah, that's the key. I don't think we've managed to win three in a row all season. We've won plenty of two in a row, but never managed to go three in a row. And of course, we're playing... Um, the reigning AFC champions next week who are banging form. I, I can't wait, actually, because th- this to me is why you're a fan. We're not just relevant in December, which is what we asked for. Um, we're relevant in January. Do you know what I mean? It's like, wow, we're, we're right in there. Anyway, again, Joe Borrow broke the franchise record for a, for a single game passing yards yesterday, 525 yards. I think he's like something, what is he, fourth or tied fifth or something like that for the most yards thrown in, fourth in NFL history. And Norm That's Van Brocklin, absolutely absurd. He's 30, absolutely absurd. 30 yards away from breaking Norm Van Brocklin's uh uh, record there. He just beat Boomer. Well, not only not only did he beat Boomer Esiason for the for the franchise record, he beat Boomer Esiason in the all time uh, single game passing record list. So poor old Boomer. I have to say I'm a bit uh, sad that Boomer's record is gone because Boomer's my guy, and uh, that game that he um, pass for those 490 yards I remember it like it was yesterday it was 1990 versus the Rams and I was listening to uh, listening to it on the radio my brother uh, was a Rams fan so I was listening to it on Armed Forces Radio in my bedroom and Greg my brother was in his room listening to it on his radio and it was a proper think like that Atlanta game a few years ago it was a proper oh, ding yeah. dong toe to toe end to end game and every time we scored I went in and celebrated and every time they scored they had a good team Jim Everett at quarterback Henry Ellard Flipper Anderson all those guys there Kevin Green I think was still playing for them um so yeah very good memories of that game uh so yeah I'm a bit sad that that get the that record has gone but you know what records are there to be to be broken and bloody hell <laughs> Didn't he break it yesterday? And there's all kinds of other records that I won't go into. You probably read and heard and people have tweeted about. But it was pretty momentous yesterday. Yep. T. Higgins over a 1,000 yards for the season. Congratulations to him. Tyler Boyd only a couple of hundred yards away from 
from uh, a thousand yards. So we might get f- like three. There's a chance. I, I I think it's a tricky one for Tyler to get a thousand this year. But there's a chance that we may end up with three receivers over a thousand yards this year, which is remarkable. Joe Mixon's, of course, is already over a thousand yards. Um, Trey Hendrickson still breaking records back there. Another sack yesterday. Oh man, it was a really it, it just momentous day. And of course, the big talking point. Um, let's talk about it. Is um, is the fact that Zach kept kept the starters in, and not only that, but Joe Boy seemed determined to throw it all over the place and they sort of downplayed it a little bit or as Zach, Zach did a little bit in the in the post game but you could tell that this I think um, Wink Martindale's comments about Joe Boy and uh, Jamar Chase last week really stung them and I think they were they were all up for just it wasn't quite <laughs> the 61 7. Bengals-Houston game, you know, Sam Weich versus uh, Jerry Glanville back in the back in the day. But it, it had sort of slight hints of that. I mean, I personally would have taken Joe Boy out and put Brandon Allen in, but um, yeah. no. And, of course, some of the social media guys, I think Jamar Chase sounded off after the game in the locker room, having a bit of a word about the comments. And, and uh, Tyler Boyd showed pictures of the Ravens coaches leaving the, the stadium and with a bye-bye caption on his TikTok or Instagram or whatever. I think it was personal. And like you said, there was. I think this might be a really fun, spicy rivalry going forward. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that's great. It just means that next season or whenever we could even play the Ravens in the playoffs, I think wouldn't be completely impossible. But no. you've got to back this up. You can't have all the chatter and the things. And ultimately, as much as it was a good win and the stats are off through the roof, it was against an awful team yeah. in the Ravens. You've got 25 players out. You've got their two starting quarterbacks or the first quarterback and the second string are both out playing a guy that's coming off the street, veteran journeyman. Like it, it's a good win. And you take it and we're going to celebrate it. But I think you've got to be a bit careful. If you've gone and done Lamar and you've done their first string defence and you've torn them for that, I mean, that you know, get the trophies out. You can wrap some medal, uh, medals around your neck and take it mm, home. But mm. I think we've got to be a bit careful um, over set. I mean, it's a huge win and I think you celebrate it for that. We've taken control of the AFC North. We've swept the Ravens. We've swept the Steelers this season. I mean, that's absolutely incredible. I mean, if you'd said that at the start of the season, you'd have absolutely whipped your shirt off. Um, but I think we've now got to finish the job and not get too wrapped up in the sort of stat padding, sort of um, back pat, um, back patting type of yeah. um, celebrations because it's great. But ultimately, we've got bigger fish to fry. And Joe Boy said that before. He's like, look, we can't be, you know, just celebrating these little regular season wins. We've got to win this division. We've got to close it out, and we've got to have a deep run in the playoffs. And if not, win it all. And I tell you what, son. You know, Nigel Granger's been tweeting at us for the last couple of weeks saying, look, you've got to believe this. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And we're sort of laughing it off, saying it. we're all a bit too young, a bit too inexperienced. I'll tell you what, I mean... I mean, I'm not saying we are going to win it, but I'll tell you what, you look around the league, you look around the injuries, the COVID stuff, and I think we really do have to admit that we do have a chance here because we we just... And I say it every week, but it, it carries on. And I know there's a couple of guys on the fringes that are going down with injuries. Like, I think Cam Sample went down. He was the latest guy to just go out yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone else in the big positions are healthy. And 
that you can't say that of many teams. And you've got this absolute threesome in Tyler Boyd, um, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase that are all healthy. A lot of teams around the league, not only would that be difficult on, on you know, day one of the season when you've got your full secondary available to you, a lot of teams are missing starters at cornerback, safety, the rest of it. They're going to be absolutely terrified going into the playoffs with a full strength team like that coming at them. So I do think that we've got better and better as the season's gone on. There's been some hiccups for sure. But I, I wouldn't want to face us in the playoffs. No. The only thing, I, the, the only thing that I think would be against us, and you'd say this probably wouldn't even be a factor now because it's a completely new team. There's hardly anyone there from the Marvin days and stuff, apart from someone like Kevin Huber and Clark Harris. You'd say, look, is it going to be an issue that the Bengals have got this monkey on their back that they don't want a playoff game in 30 years? And you know they were 0 and 7 or 0 and 8 with Marvin. Does that translate over to this Zach Taylor team, or is this completely fresh? Joe Boy don't care about it. Fan base doesn't care about it. That's the only thing that'd be going against you. If it was purely just on the talent of this team and how they're playing and the momentum, yeah, you'd say maybe they're a bit inexperienced. Yeah, but, but I would also goodness me, son. Oh, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're, they're an absolute handful. I would, I would, I'm still sticking by it. If, if we get to the playoffs, and for me, it is still a huge if. It is a, yeah. a huge if. Yeah, yeah. We could end up losing these next two games. Yeah. In fact, I would tip us to lose at least one of them. Yes, yeah. Um, now, which one that's going to be, who knows, we'll talk about that later. But uh, if we reach the playoffs, then I think on our day, we can beat anyone in this league. We've shown it. We've come. I mean, I think Green Bay are probably just about the best team in the league at the moment. How close were we to beating them? You know, um, yeah. I don't think we're a million miles away. In fact, I think we're very close. And on a different day, we sh- we could and should have won that game. I I do think we can, on our day we can. I mean, Dallas is up there as well. Um, I do think we on our day we can beat anyone in this league, and that's what it's all about. It's knockout football. As soon as you get to the playoffs, yeah. anything can happen. You need a bit of luck, which we've never had in the past. Yeah. Uh, you need players healthy. I actually think that this COVID thing will, could, might have more of a say going down the stretch for us and for other teams. I, you I know. think we're in a. I think that's a really good point, and I do think we're in trouble with that a little bit because the thing with this COVID and the Omicron variant, like not to get all scientific on it, but it is ridiculously transmissible as yeah, we all know, yeah, yeah. and. Every, well, not every team, but a lot of teams around the league now, um, you know, it's what going through them for a week or two, they're a bit hamstrung by it. Now, in some ways, I think it's a case of, um, you know, when, not if, really. And I think for yeah. us, the last thing we want is to avoid this. And obviously, Joe Boy came out and said, look, we're not, there's not much to do here in Cincinnati, sort of tongue in cheek comment. That's why none of us are sort of going out partying and getting it. But the thing is, is all it takes is one guy in that locker room to pick it up at a you know a festive party or whatever else, come back, you wipe out 10, 15, 20 players, as we saw with the Ravens. And that's okay in the regular season if you can sort of come back from that. But yeah, the big issue for us is going to be, yeah. exactly, you're in the playoff game against the Chargers or the yeah. Colts or someone like that, and Joe Boy's out. Brandon Allen's out and we're starting Josh Johnson at quarterback, you know. So yeah. I do I do think that, you know, that would be the ultimate slap in the face for us because it's been a good season. We really have progressed. And I do think this COVID issue is going to bite us or probably will bite us. And we've got to be prepared for it because it could, yeah. you know, it could come in all shapes and sizes. And it just depends how how you know how it how hard it does hit us. It might be one or two players or it might be ten. You know, it yeah, might be exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's all to 
that's all coming up, isn't it? And um, potentially, it might not do even, but you can see how it's going around the league. And um, but my point is that there's still a lot of things, a lot of you know variables to to that could come into play um, between now and the end of the season, and um, could be injuries, could be COVID, it could be. Who knows? A bit of luck here and there, bad refereeing call. You know, there's a lots. There's lots of things to to happen between now and uh, and the end of the, the regular season. But let's hope it wouldn't be great if we got to the players. What a turnaround! And Nathan, I must yeah. say this: we are now guaranteed a winning season. You have yes. got yeah. your nine wins that you asked for in terms of yeah. saving Zach's job. I think he, I think yeah. he saved it, and and for me at least, he saved it and. Uh, with with uh, with feeling, I think you know he's, he's yeah no more, I agree than, yeah. I, I, more yeah, than guaranteed I, his his job for next yes. year and going forward. I think he's had a very good year again. Like Joe Boy, we've seen him mature as a coach as well. I think one hundred percent. And you have to take your hat off to the geezer. He's going to get nine wins, and even if we lose disgracefully against the Chiefs and against the Browns and don't make the playoffs, a lot of people will be fairly annoyed by that, frustrated by that. But then I think you can obviously say, look, that that's a big turnaround. We've got a winning season out of it. I think mentally to have three years and not have had a winning season would have been pretty tough to swallow with the team we've got at the moment. But full credit to Zach. There's a good chance we win 10 games. There's a good chance we win 11 in some ways, you know. So he's really taken a step forward. And I think the exciting thing for this team, and I don't want to write this season off by any means, and I'm not writing it off, but I'll tell you what, we've got huge cap room next year. Zach's mm. going into year four. He's going to be a better coach. Joe Boy's going into year three. He's going to be better. Chase is not going to be a rookie. You know the score. If we go out there and sign a couple of good free agents, lock our own guys up... This will be a better team next year than it is this year, you know, all being well and injuries being well. So that's really the exciting uh, thing for the Bengals is that, look, in the next couple of years, we're going to be contenders. And I think the thing that you wanted to see with Zach is, is this a guy that's going to win a Super Bowl? It's not a case of, oh, does he break the, you know, the 30-year record of us not winning a playoff game? I mean, that would be lovely. Mm. And it would be, you know, a nice warm hug all around for everyone. But it's, can this geezer, is he a good enough head coach in the NFL to outdo Matt LaFleur and the Packers? You know, is that a guy that you could take down the Cowboys, you know, Mike McCarthy? Like, can he outcoach them and call a Super Bowl winning um, game. And I think it, you don't know yet, but I certainly think he's done enough here with the team he's got um, to warrant himself a position back next year and fair, like a massive fair play to him. There's so many people doubting him, including myself. A lot of people have completely resigned him, said, look, he's got to go, get him out now. And look, we, you know, we're top of the AFC North in command, relevant in January. And I think you've got to take your hat off to him for that. Yep, huge congratulations to Zach and his coaching staff and, of course, the players for this huge turnaround. But this season is not over, of course. We play a huge game against the Chiefs and then an even bigger one against the Browns uh, at in Cleveland at the end of the season. Um, the final word on yesterday from me, I think, we did what we needed to do. We were Perfectly summarised. That's all we did. And like you say, it was just one game. Yes, we laid down a mark and said, you know... The Ravens, you ran up the score and certainly padded your stats last season in that week 17 throlicking of us. Uh, so why couldn't we do it back to it back to you? But in the end, it it's just another game. And, and as you stack those wins up, it gives you confidence. And I think Zach was right in his press conference, actually. It's kind of, you've got to get into that, as the season gets towards that business end, 
You want your players in that really ruthless, steely-eyed, sort of give-no-fucks sort of mindset. Do you know what I mean? yeah. Uh, so I think that that's actually another good reason why uh, Joe Boy and co. stayed in there and, and, and just absolutely smashed them up, you know? It was, yeah. It, it's getting into that. It's getting into the winning mindset. It's not just winning, but absolutely going that extra mile and, and kind of, you know, mentally getting into that frame in mind. So um, I do have one, just going back to the rivalry uh, again, of course, Zach was asked in the press conference uh, whether, well, you know, whether they should feel kind of bad about rolling up the score against a, a much depleted team. And this is what he said. No, heck no. No, heck no. No, 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 no. They, 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 week 17 last year, we, we had hardly anybody left, you know, and, and uh, I didn't feel anybody minimizing their win against us. And so we sure as heck know how hard it is to win in December. These guys have fought hard. We asked them to answer the bell. They did. And, and that's still the Baltimore Ravens out there playing meaningful football for them. And so our guys shouldn't apologize for one second for the performance they went out there and did today. And dang proud of those guys for how they hung in there the full course of the game and, uh, and handled, you know, the adversity we've had over the course of time, too. And, and uh, you know, it's just our time to sit out there and, and make a mark for ourselves. Heck no, heck no, heck no, heck no. <laughs> heck no, heck no, heck no, heck no. Well, there we go. Heck no, heck no, heck no. Is that available no. to download on Spotify, Sam? If it isn't, it should be. Heck no, heck no, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> It is tempting to release some sort of uh, single, isn't it? And put that out, I think. A hundred percent. Maybe your finest work, Sal. I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> I think so. I was dancing around. Anyway, um, good old Zach. Good old team. Suddenly it's fun to be a Bengals fan again. Who knows how long <laughs> that'll last for. But, you know, let's enjoy I mean, it. You're talking about last week's son. You talked about testicular heaviness with yes. Evan McPherson. And you've got to talk about it with Zach. I mean, this geezer, I remember the blessing like. He was sat on those press conferences on Facebook when he was getting hammered and all these people tweeting abuse, you know, sending him abuse in his press conferences. And he looked like an absolute beaten man. You know, he just looked like he couldn't do anything right. The Bengals hadn't won a game. It was really, you know, hard work for him. And there was a lot of times I thought that it was all over. And now he's sitting there having to justify running the score up on the Ravens. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean, it's a real turn of events for him. And if I was him, I'd be strolling around doing the Conor McGregor Taps walk. off. He, Taps he, off. He, exactly. I mean, and he deserves it. Like, if I was him, I'd be saying, look, we have been we were so poor for a season and a half, two seasons. And now we're, you know, you're asking me questions about running the score up. I love it. And yeah. I think that I, li- I like his confidence. I like his confidence. And that will go through to the team as to like, look, we're going to handle these teams. And the biggest thing we've just got to avoid, like I said it and I say it again, move on to the Chiefs. Don't sit there and, you know, gloat about that win against the Ravens. They were very poor, but they're a division rival. We've done them over, absolutely throlicked them. Get to the Chiefs. Think about the Chiefs. You're facing Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Andy Reid. That's going to be a real game. That'll be the toughest game Maybe you'd say the Packers, but certainly one of the toughest games we'll play this season. They're someone you've got to get past to win the AFC, if you're thinking about that. Mm, Probably mm. going to be your biggest test. They're the focus. Go and stick 500 yards on them, and then we'll have a party. But 
that's what you got to be thinking if you're the Bengals. You just can't sit there and dwell on that win. It was great, but there's a proper game against the Chiefs. And to be completely fair, the Browns, they've had our number. Yeah. You know, they beat us earlier this year. Yep. They beat us the last couple of years. Baker Mayfield, we can all laugh at him throwing four picks, but he's absolutely done us over the geezer over the last sort of, you know, couple of seasons. So going back to when Hugh Jackson um, I know. You know, was over here with us. So you, you know that he's the guy that you want to stick it to Absolutely. in that final game of the season. So oh. just keep your eyes, keep your eyes forward. You know, I want that stuck too. Oh, <laughs> I want, I want to stick it. If that's a phrase, I, I, I just seem to get rage whenever anybody mentions Baker Mayfield. <laughs> do it for Hugh. Do it for Hugh. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Smash up Mayfield and do it for Hugh. That's what I yeah. say. Right, let's get to, uh, oh yeah, congratulations to all our competition winners. Um, uh, They will be, the prizes will be sent out this week, so fantastic news. We raised over £300 for Action for Children, Uh, so thank you so much if you bought your tickets. Sorry if you didn't win, but um, the winners will be receiving their prizes uh, in the next week or so. But let's get to your correspondence, shall we? Slam dunk at Slam Dunk the Funk. Solid handle. Such a wonderful viewing experience. Having seen how salty the Ravens were after the game, I'd uh, I'd have took a timeout and kicked a field goal at the end. <laughs> Bring on the Chiefs and the divisional title. Arguably our best performance for years. I want more. Please mitigate it with the fact that they did have, you know, large parts of their team not present. But yes, it was great fun. Jamie at Trequart Beaster, what a marvellous night. What a marvellous team. Absolutely no complaints. Bengals captain at Bengals captain. Hello, Jeremy. We saw aggressive. We saw execution. We saw passion. That's just me and you, Nathan, isn't it? Um, even better, we saw the joy on the field and in the stands. Joy we've been missing for a few years, and I'm so thankful to see it back. Who day and who day to you and Jess, uh, Peter Dadswell at Dadders in preseason discussed when the offense clicks: three wide receivers, running back, an elite QB, all aged under 25, and under contract for three plus years. The future is bright. Had uh, had. We've had Boyd games, Chase games. Is Boyd games like a New York... Uh, is that board games in a New York accent, Pete? Uh, Boyd games? No? Sorry. Anyway, Chase games, mixing games, and Higgins games. Was this the most complete offence game and sign of what we spoke about? Yes, and yes, I would think. It was just... I mean, everyone got involved yesterday, didn't they? Everyone looked a threat. Everyone looked on it. Everyone was getting free. But again, they were playing second, third teamers. Uh, so we'll see how they do against the Chiefs. But going into that game, we've got fantastic confidence and momentum. So um, Andrew Dockerell at Dockers77. Is it draft time yet? Oh, shut up, Andrew. Uh, fantastic complete performance prefaced by how torn up their roster was. But you still have to put it out on the field a couple of pieces away. <gasps> oh, everyone's getting very excited. Hubei the Elf. Jess, that's Mrs. Jeremy there. Um, at who? At the Who Bay, I loved it. I loved that they ran them into the ground and made no apologies. No one cares about injuries. No one cared about two thousand five, and no one cared in two thousand fifteen. Absolutely right, Jess. Here, here. Nick Parker at Big Parks seventy one. Um, it's my birthday. Fifty up today. Family plans ruined by COVID. So last night I listened to the Web Radio Old School. 
I have feared our depth would be our undoing, but we are so strong with depth in draft and free agent signings. I look forward to every Sunday for the next few years. Nick, first of all, a very happy birthday to you. Not quite so happy with COVID uh, coming to an uninvited guest uh, around yours for Christmas, but I hope you're well. I hope you're okay. I hope your family's okay, more to the point. So I do hope that uh, you have as good a birthday as you can. And perhaps, you know, you can have a 50th, belated 50th birthday party when uh, we get to the Super Bowl. Um, Happy birthday, Nick, Sam. What's going on behind you? Someone playing a penny whistle? No, no, no. It's a, it's a truck backing out and there's some birds flying around, Sam. Quite a lot of birds. Okay. How oh, strange noise. VB at Von Blade. Um... For all the belly aching the rat birds are doing, they did better this time than they did in week four. That's not a bad shout, actually. That's quite true. Uh, Martin at Dorset Bengal. It was what we've been waiting for. That is being the favourite and acting like it. Starting fast, being the bully. I think too much is being made of the wink thing and Harbour isn't Jerry Glanville either. Happy New Year. Fellas, to you both and all Bengals fans. Some really good points there. I think um, that is the key. That's the thing that impressed me most yesterday, I think. Not the stats. Obviously, they're amazing. Not the, you know, not the everything else. It's just their mindset and how they took care of business yesterday. They just, as Martin said, they started fast. They acted as though they were going to win that game. They knew they were going to win that game. They knew how to win that game. And they went out and did it. No messing around. They went out and did it. Completely agree. And that's that was what was ordered. It's the, we all knew it was the biggest game in four or five years and you can only beat what's put in front, uh, in front of you. And they did it. They executed perfectly. They didn't flinch when the Ravens went down there and scored on the first first drive. We don't want to get too excited, but they you couldn't have asked for more yesterday and they no. delivered. You know, There's only so much you can do. So full credit to the boys. Absolutely. Uh, BB at Bengals Bluebird. Um Solid handle. Fantastic win. We can match any team in this league when our offence is fully firing. Seeing how Burrow can take his game to another level again with a constant solid protection in the pocket was hopefully an insight into the coming seasons where we finally fix that issue. Here, here. Steve at Mulligan 5-2-3. Burrow is an edgy, salty competitor. His quiet, intense energy is subtle, but almost over-the-top offensive when you understand him. Love him on our team and so excited for the years ahead. Uh, Sam Reeve at Johnny Prong. What a win and outstanding performances from Joey B and T. But you can see from the locker room footage after the game that this team is together and backs its head coach. Keep momentum and beat the Chiefs and Browns. Who day? Who day to you, Sam? Who day? Uh, Rob Hill at 3003. Rob. Finally, performing is expected. A beat-up opponent that we should dominate, and we did. Next two games are critical. Let's treat the Chiefs as a playoff game and throw everything at it. Richard Dixon at Lord Rixendale. Solid handle. I love last night. So much fun to watch. Not only is this team talented, but they're a likeable bunch too. Respect to Ravens QB Josh Johnson too. Thought he was very good considering the situation. Absolutely. Westy1121 at Kane21014. There's a lot of numbers there, Westy or Kane. And Shocking lots, handle. Lots of different messages coming from your handles there. Are you Westy or are you Kane? Tell us. 
Anyway, he's excited to take the division. Why work till Cleveland? I think that lets him take over that Joey can get his game against the Chiefs. I agree. Northern Bengal at Bengal Stewart. Do you think the Baltimore Bengal rivalry really heats up over the next couple of years? Great point. And I, I hope so. I hope it does because I think it's there's genuine hatred there for the Steelers. I think there always would be. For me, there's it's edging towards hatred for the Browns. It's 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 respect for the Ravens, but I quite like the bit of like you said earlier, bit of you know, you know, bit of an edge, bit of an edge, bit yeah. more of an edge. I like that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I like that. Okay. Um, I got a question for you, son. Go on then. Um, does it concern you when you look through? And, and this is just—we've had so much positivity on the podcast today. But I've got to—I've got to ask a probing question. Probes. Does it concern you looking at our schedule and looking at the games we've played that we've not beaten a team that you would seriously say is a Super Bowl contender? Like, no. there's—if you look through it, like we played the Chargers, you reckon they're going to be in and about? They've been a good team. I know they lost to the Texans yesterday. We couldn't beat them. The 49ers, i don't even really think they're a Super Bowl contender realistically, but we, you know, we couldn't beat them. We lot, I know it was a great game against the Packers and we took it down to the wire. But we couldn't beat them. The only teams we've really hammered this year, Steelers and Ravens, both of them are pretty <clears> banged up. They're not great. You know, they one of them might sneak into the playoffs. I wouldn't bet on it, but I wouldn't realistically call either of them Super Bowl contenders. Does it worry? Obviously the Chiefs are going to be, they're going to be a massive test for us next week, but that's the one thing that I would ask you. Does it concern you we haven't really actually gone and beat someone like the Bills or the Cowboys or the the Cardinals or someone like that? I think it's a fair question, but not really. I think because we, you know, you almost if you're a playoff team, you almost use the regular season as you know, you want to win those games, obviously. But if you get to the playoffs, you almost use those experiences as learning experiences, don't you? And you kind of think, right. They either hammered us or we actually, you know, all of those games, we're pretty close. So I'm not too yeah. worried. I'm not, if it would blow out, then I'm, I'd be worried. But, um, yeah, you know, I still think San Francisco are going to be decent and they've got the, they've got the talent and certainly the coaches and the scheme to go to have a bit of a run. I, I do like them as a team, actually. But, um, you know, you look at the Rams and the Cardinals, the Packers, I mean, we were hanging on to their coattails a little bit, but then there were moments and then we were playing brilliantly against them. Do you know what I mean? And that was quite early in the season, wasn't it? The Packers game. So, yeah, if anybody, those, any one of those teams... And we really, if we had not shot ourselves in the foot against the Chargers and the 49ers, I'm convinced that we could have won those games. Um, yeah, yeah. If they were blowouts, I would have been con- deeply concerned, but I think we're on a, on, a, on a par with most teams in this league. I really do. So there you go. No, I don't disagree with it. I think we absolutely can be, and we, you know, we certainly can play at that level. But we, we yet to sort of do it against a real threat, and that's why no, I think the Chiefs think game, yeah. more than more than anything, obviously, you know, if we win that game, we win the division, and it'd be a huge, huge win. But I think for us, that's got to be the next step for us: is really take out someone that's in the mix, that's a quality team, all their starters are healthy. You know, we've beaten some good teams, like the Broncos are a decent team, and obviously the divisional wins as well. But <laughs> you'd like to really see a you know, a big lad taken out like the Chiefs or, a, you know, the LA. I mean, the, the, you're going to have to do it. If we win the Super Bowl, you've got to, you know, line up and beat those teams. So for me, the Chiefs game is such an interesting sort of marker as to where we are. But also, I'll just add that, um, you know, we 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 beaten the Ravens at the Ravens. And at that time in the season, of course, the season ebbs and flows. Good teams are hot for a couple of weeks and then, you know, lose form then bad teams at the start of the season 
suddenly gain momentum. You look at how the Chiefs started this season, now they're red hot. You look at the Ravens, they started red hot, and because of you know various things, they're not anymore. They, I think they've lost four straight. Um, when we beat Baltimore in Baltimore, they were arguably the best team in the league. Do you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I think yeah. we did. You yeah. know, just because they're not going to be Super Bowl contenders is unlikely. No, that's a fair point. At that moment, they they were, if that makes sense. You know. So yep. Anyway, Jason, who now has changed his Twitter handle, or at least the name, to a bunch of strange-looking symbols at MJ Stewart. Uh, he said, one might say it was a throlicking. I think I think one might, Jason, and one did <laughs> earlier on. And finally, all at Armaduke Panache. Solid handle. Take that and shove it up you. COVID schmovies, injuries, schminjuries, crimey and effing river. Yeah, decent game, innit? There we go, all. Um, everyone's happy, really, aren't they? Everyone's happy. And uh, that's as we go into, this is our, of course, final podcast of the year. Not just the season. It's not even the season, is it? It's, but it's certainly of 2021. Um, so it's great to end on a, such a positive and happy note. I guarantee you that we finished 2020 in not quite as positive a note. Um, the mood was completely different really um so fantastic uh, achievement by the club for their recruitment fantastic coaches fantastic players so it's fun to be a Bengals fan of course we have been here through rain and shine thick and thin peaks and troughs yep. we've always been here uh we hope that you enjoyed the podcast uh throughout 2021 let's just have a quick look at um who we've had um, over the year, over the year, in terms of guests, Jeff Hobson, Ken Anderson again, always a treat to have Ken. Drew Sample, we had he was fantastic, wasn't he? Uh, of course, Paul Dana, we had uh, Ken Riley the second, massive privilege to have Ken on. What a lovely chap, uh, Jeff again. Anthony Munoz, who spoke about uh, the Panay Saul and Jamar Chase debate, <laughs> that seems a very Long time ago, doesn't it? Um, Carl Kasky paid tribute to Gio Bernard. Uh, we had Lapham. We had some uniform reaction. Wyatt Hubert we've had on. Bob Trumpy. Larry Black. Travion Williams. Jay Morrison we've had. Uh, amazingly, we had Elizabeth Blackburn on. That was fantastic. Lindsay P. And who else have we had? Um, we had Emily Parker. And we had Darren Simmons for our uh, 150th episode. And of course, uh, last week, our Christmas episode, Icky Woods. So thanks to everyone who uh, appeared on the podcast. Uh, and thanks to you guys out there for listening. I hope you enjoyed it for 2021. Goodness me, who knows? 2022 might be a heck of a year, heck of a year mightn't it, Nathan? It might well be, my son. You know, you never know in the NFL, do you? I mean, we're only what? five six wins in a row away from <laughs> from taking the old lot so you know let that sink in absolutely so until that time until the clock chimes midnight and we usher in 2022 with our pants around our ankles and a glass of something fruity in our hands i wish you all a very happy safe and healthy new year 
And until we speak next week, it's a who day from me. And a who day from me. Happy New Year, guys. Cheers. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.